the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In the gospel today, God himself is communicating his great love for all of his people, but especially those people who he knows will eventually kill him. Jesus, you know, he puts the Pharisees in check. They ask him by what authority, and he communicates this talk about John, and then he tells two parables. And eventually, the Pharisees and scribes, they realize that Jesus is talking about them, that they are the ones that are going to throw out the Son out of the kingdom, which they think is Israel. The cross in Calvary was outside of Jerusalem. The Son died for his people. And yet God is going to put them to a miserable death. You know when people debate, and in our day nowadays, when people debate, it's like they're competing against each other. And one person is trying to win. But when Jesus debates with the Pharisees, he's not trying to win, he's trying to convert. He's not trying to win an argument, but he's trying to win a soul. And he wants these Pharisees to come to him and to change their minds. I have a question, as usual, right? What is the gospel message? What would you say is the gospel? The word gospel means good news. What is that? What's the good news? If you gave me one verse in the whole Bible, one of the most popular verses, John 3.16, okay, good, still with me? Let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that all who believe in him might not die, but have eternal life. Okay. This gospel sounds like the beginning of God's love. Like God finally is proving his love by sending his only son. But Jesus today, he gives us this amazing parable about a landowner, a man who creates this vineyard like creation, And he gives this creation to his people, us, right? Because we're sinners, we disobey God, we fall away. The landowner comes and sends his servants to collect his vineyard. And what do they do to the servants? The first one, they beat, they stone, and they kill. This signifies how God sends the prophets to his people. Those who have fallen away and are not doing their job, are not producing good fruit, God sends prophets. And he says, change your ways. Change the way you're living. Because if you're living this way, you will not produce good fruit. So some of them they kill, some of them they persecute. God is so gracious, amen? He's so merciful that he sends more prophets. And he says, you didn't listen to the first ones. I'm going to give you more. And the prophets come and they do the same thing. God is giving chance after chance after chance for us, his people. Then God is like, what's going to change their minds? I'm going to send my son. They look at the son and they say, this is the heir. Let's kill him. Let's get everything. Let's have control. See how man is always trying to control creation and yet God is always God and they cannot change him. They see the son, they throw him out. Like I said, Jesus dying on a cross outside of the city walls of Jerusalem, the eternal kingdom as they 
they understood it and they kill him. Jesus never gives up on his people. Today we read Matthew chapter 21. It's actually right after Palm Sunday where Jesus enters and they don't like, the Pharisees do not like how much attention Jesus is getting because they want the attention. And they start challenging him. Jesus kind of drops the mic like three times. Later on in Matthew, Matthew chapter 23, Jesus is so strong against the Pharisees. He says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. He calls them hypocrites like eight, ten times. He calls them whitewashed tombs. You look good on the outside, but inside of you, you're full of dead man's bones. You're hypocrites. You do this little thing, but you, you don't care about the actual commandment of God. Why is Jesus telling them this? It's not to win an argument. It's to win their heart. You know, Chaldeans, we, I think we like this, but tough love. We like tough love. Maybe not too tough, because we still need to know that we're loved. Parents, remember that for your kids. But Jesus is being tough with them to, to convert them. And you know what's wild about, it, about Jesus, how amazing he is? Is on the cross, they're spitting at him, they're yelling at him, they're making fun of him. They're saying, Jesus, if you're the son of God, send your angels, come down from the, from the cross. And what does he say? Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Every single action of Jesus is to convert the heart. There was not one moment in Jesus' life that he ever gave up on his people, whether they were the ones that killed him or the ones that stayed with him. Jesus never gives up. How easy do we give up? We preach to people, we want them to change, they don't change, we give up. In today's culture, and this is a sensitive topic, for those who have experienced divorce, it's a very difficult experience. And yet in our culture today, people give up so quickly. Couples are not trying to make it work. There's not enough humility in the husband or the wife to say, Look, sometimes I'm wrong. I need to change. Jesus is trying to change the heart so that we can be reconciled with God. Whenever there's a problem in a relationship, both have to change. Is it hard when one does not want to change, when they're so stubborn? What eventually happens to the Pharisees? They are thrown out of the kingdom. It's as if we forgot what real love is. That there's a sacrifice in love. That we've taken the cross out of love. Uh, this past week, I was, uh, I was with the superintendent of Warren Consolidated Schools and with a bunch of community leaders. And he was talking to us about how in schools, um, our teachers are really struggling. How when kids, you know, kids were virtual for a long time, they went back to school and they didn't know how to act. They were just different. And he's, he was telling us how 
nobody wants to be a teacher anymore. People are giving up on the profession of teaching because it's too hard. Now, God bless our teachers. But I would say, what, an, what a beautiful mission it is to be a teacher. What an incredible vocation to be a teacher. When it gets hard, don't give up. In catechism, it's not easy. <laughs> it is hard. Our catechism, our communion programs, our youth groups, we have a basketball league. The second week was yesterday at Sacred Heart uh, on Saturday nights. And you know our high school boys. Some of you high school guys, you're already in here. It's hard. And the temptation is to give up, not just on quitting the program, but to give, to give up on particular children, to say they're hopeless, they're lost causes. You even say, as a teacher, you say, if only this person wasn't even in my class, how much easier would it be? Imagine Jesus as he's preaching and healing and people are coming to him and then people are going against him. Imagine if Jesus ever asked the question, if only they didn't even exist, these Pharisees that are against me, how much easier would it be? And yet family, you know this. That's not reality. Many parents struggle with their children. And you would think a parent would never give up on their child, right? Never. And yet parents give up on their children emotionally, where they see their children as they're never going to change. They lose hope on their children and they start acting in a way that doesn't even make their parenting themselves proud. Parents, do not give up on your children. You would say, Father, I'll never give up on my kids. Well, then keep doing what you know is right. Do not lose hope. Jesus, even on the cross, does not lose hope. Even to the end, at his death, he does not lose hope. He's thinking to himself, if he says, forgive them, maybe one of them is going to change. St. Paul says today, in hope that creation itself would be set free from slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. For in hope we were saved. Listen to this. This rocks me. Now hope that sees for itself is not hope. For who hopes for what one sees? We don't hope for what we see. He says, if we hope for what we do not see, we wait with endurance. What I want this homily to be for us is hope. Even if you don't see it, that's when it's hope. Even if you don't think your child or your catechism teacher or, or your student is going to change, I want you to have hope. Hope that sees is not hope because we hope for what we do not see and therefore we wait with endurance or we wait with patience. Do not give up. Finally, we give up on ourselves. 
We feel as if we'll never change. We keep making mistake after mistake after mistake. If God is not giving up on you, don't give up on yourself. Maybe some of us have given up our Lenten promises. We've said, oh, we're going to do this for Lent, and we gave up. Today's day one. Start over. Don't worry about the past. Come back. The human heart yearns for unconditional love, to know that someone will not give up on you. In Isaiah 49, it says, Can a mother forget her child, be without tenderness for the child of her womb? Even should the mother forget, I will never forget you. This is Jesus, the one who never gives up. Amen.